Welcome back to Range Anxiety, your epicast that gives you the mostest of everything. And, you know, who wouldn't want to spend a six months in a leaky boat? Because, uh, and thank you to the Kiwis, my brews from Splut Inns, uh, because I've spent about 30 years around leaky cars. And that's right, they all like a bit of a leak. Just like your mate that you go to the cricket with, and after 15 standard beers, he pops the seal. So do most of the cars that I work around. And I know. It's amazing, isn't it? That's one thing I hate about ice cars, is they like to piss their pants too. And I don't particularly like it so much. Uh, today we're trying something a little bit different. I've got a sound tech sitting next to me because he's been listening to Range Anxiety and he's just been devastated by the shithouse sound quality. Uh, so Justin's along. He's not going to say anything. He's just sitting there smirking and nodding his head. That we're trying two different methods of recording today. I'm recording, recording on my... Shure MV88 uh, mic from the iPhone and also some really cool wireless thing that can get rid of all of the, you know, sins that I induce upon the sound. So why am I talking about leaks today? I mean, we've just come back from Christmas. I'm setting up the new Powertech tuning workshop and YouTube area, even though there's been a couple of imposters, some old scronk that used to play footy wants to come in there and take it. He's not going to. It's mine, 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 in the words of postage stamp. So yeah, it's not going to be anyone else's. So get on your bike, get out of here. I can kick a bit of pigskin too. Just might be yours, not a Sharon. Now, leaks, terrible bloody things, you know, because when we were away, we put a couple of old cars in the showroom and these are nice old cars. These are things that Look cool, killer paint jobs, nicely restored, you know, just, just great things. But of course, uh, they tended to piss themselves all over the brand new unsealed tiles. So there I am with a toothbrush down there, a bit of toothpaste, trying to get rid of the sins of the oil. And, you know, they do a slurry, right, old cars. Normally you get a car and it leaks oil. It has a drip, you know, drip, drip, drip and it's just oil, or it's just coolant, or it's just trans, or it's just power steering. But no, a proper old car can actually get it from every orifice. Engine oil, which pulls and then runs into trans fluid, that pulls and then runs into ATF, which is also trans fluid, but you know, for drama's sake, I'll go that way. And then we'll run down under the car and we'll pull with the diff oil as well, and, and a bit of gearbox if it's manual. So yeah, it's a slurry of evil that comes out under the car. And the owners always stand there and look at you and go, you know, I spent a lot of money rebuilding this. I don't know why it leaks. And yes, no, it's not me that does the rebuild. These hands don't touch anything dirtier uh, than a midnight silvlaki. So, you know, that was actually quite funny, Martin. I'll tell myself that. I saw Justin's head sort of bobble there, like one of those Elvis things that you put on your dash. Um, before we get onto that, speaking of Elvis things that we put on the dash... Um, some very sad news. I was just remembering when I said that, the last time I saw an Elvis on a dash was on uh, Ken Block's dash in uh, Electricana, where he drove that Audi um, in the streets of Las Vegas. You know, not very scintillating from a sound point of view, unless you like slot cars, but fantastic device that apparently was really hard to drive and he had a lot of complaints about it at the time so it was just so touchy. But Ken's no longer with us. Uh, as you would all know by now, number 43 is no more. Um, it, it is quite sad, actually. I mean, I wasn't a massive fan, but I was a fan because of everything he did for 
you know, letting people know there was more to motorsport than just F1 or rally or circuit stuff. You know, there was this whole freestyle, cool school shit that he did with his, you know, Hoonigan series of just his Jim Carner videos were just unreal. And the first one we all ever saw, our jaws just dropped, you know, and it was just, it was just fucking amazing. And, you know, he, there are some others coming up through the ranks now, like Pastrana, who's probably more extreme. But Bloch always, always was and always will be the one that started all of this. And it's very, very sad to see him gone. And even more sad when you realise that it was actually a snowmobile accident because the snow has taken far too many good motor racing careers and lives away over the years. I mean, we've got Schumacher, who's only a week younger than me, his 54th birthday just gone and you know he's still in a state that they don't even discuss no one even knows what he's like and of course we know what ken kenneth block is like unfortunately so please everyone if you're going to go skiing do it safely go on the beginner's runs like oh, i do where you you know we just do snow plow turns no one's going to get hurt that way apart from your ego when eight-year-olds are laughing at you um so yeah, very sad news. We've covered off block. Um, rest in peace, old, old buddy. Um, he actually first got me into Subarus too. So, yeah, you've, you've actually got my blood on your hands too there, Ken. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, speaking of things that leaked, that was a good lead-in. But, yeah, on, on with the next thing, as we like to say around here. Um, people don't understand that uh, when a car leaks and your mechanic says to you, you know, it's a 50-year-old car that you've restored, you it's unusual if it doesn't leak. Let me ponder you this question. Once upon a time, back when these cars were new, sort of 50 years ago, when I was still literally pooing my pants, um, they didn't leak. It was quite unusual. I mean, some of them did just a little, but it was quite unusual to go to a car dealership and uh, pick up a car that was pissing oil everywhere. Because if it did, you actually just went and... Uh, took it straight back or swapped it for another one, you know? So they actually didn't leak at first. So why do they leak now when they're hand-built and made of better stuff, you would think, than the original old clunkers? And I'm talking about cars that have had, you know, a couple of hundred grand spent on them. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, 20, $20 bargain basement pieces of shit that you'd find on the side of the road. Yeah, so why do they leak? And they never used to leak. Well, way I used to see it, because I used to see these cars when they were new, by the time they got to about three or four years old, yes, they started to leak. Um, by the time they got to about 10 years old, uh, they didn't leak anymore because they were actually fucked. <laughs> they had all new parts put in them. You know, the lifespan of a car was much shorter then than it is now. You know, we would, we would an old Holden back in the day, in the 70s, you know, if you got 100,000 Ks out of it, it was like a marvel. You know, before something terminal went wrong with it, particularly if it like, used it in any utilitarian fashion or drove it on dirt roads or loaded it up or towed with it. They just didn't last. They just fell apart. And it wasn't just holding. It was everything else. Look at some great brands like, you know, Leyland or Morris or, you know, any of the European stuff. It was probably only Mercedes that knew how to seal an engine up at that point in time. Even BMW struggled a little with it. But when you realise, you put into perspective that BMW's first car was a a rebuilt Austin 7, it kind of makes a shitload of sense. You know, so that doesn't tie in well. You see, people today don't understand where you get your average oyster farmer 
that's just shucked a quick dozen out the left and is about to repackage them in the right just to cook them off for a bit before he eats. They've got, oh, me, I like sets done 450,000. Uh, go third in your fucking EV, you know, Elon Howard or whatever your name is. Uh, that's just one in. Well, it's not. It's actually fucked. But it may not leak oil. And you see, you've got to thank the Japanese for that. Because right, right back in the day, a bunch of Japanese engineers were showing the pinnacle of the automotive manufacturing business. Yes, they got taken in the early 60s, the Nissan Datsun team, uh, to uh, the Morris factory where minis and mini powertrains were built in the UK. And it's like, have a look at this, will you, you little Jap blokes? You'll never be able to make nothing quite as good as that. Now let's go down the nuclear sub and have a point. And so the Japanese engineers, they looked, they took notes, they could see that these things were just horrible pieces of shit, and they went back to Japan and within 12 months had made that same power unit, but only better in about, oh, I forget the actual number, but it was pi times 52,168.4 ways. And one of the most important ways that they made these things better it was by making them seal. They didn't use stupid old cork gaskets. Well, actually, I think they did on the Datsun 1200 rocker cover, but it worked for some reason. Must have been the finest of Japanese cork. No doubt postage stamp could fill us in on that. He was always big on the Nissan paint and its excellence. Um, yeah, so, but they used things like uh, an emerging substance called neoprene as a seal, and they... They did the, all of these, and they had mach, properly machined surfaces with proper Japanese machines that were like, you know, the, the forefathers of CNC technology. And they just made these things right, and they didn't piss themselves. And it was quite unusual. You know, people got upset with this Jap crap, and you could park it on someone's, oh, don't come and park on Nan's driveway on Christmas Day. But you could if you owned a Datsun or a Toyota or a Daihatsu because they simply didn't fucking leak. They only... And there'll be people here going, that's bullshit, Donnan. Oh, I had a Mazda with one of them wanker engines in it back in the day and it used to piss oil everywhere. And yeah, it probably did. You know why the old Mazda rotaries used to piss oil everywhere? Same reason any Japanese motor will finally piss oil anywhere. That's because they blew up so often and so regularly and, and lasted such a short period of time. Yep, you heard that here at last on Stellantis Radio. Um, that, that had fingers in them, local fingers in them, rebuilding them straight away. And that's where the leaks come from. The leaks come from the aftermarket shops, not the factories, normally. The leaks come from uh, the, what do I call them? Space wizards that build engines that don't do shit properly, that don't use proper materials, that don't adhere to making sure that all of the deck faces and surfaces are flat on the gasket, coolant and oil sealing side of things. Yes, I'm having a go at the same industry I'm a part of. And yes, uh, that is true. Uh, they all fuck it up. You know, like Holden, for example, used to use like a rope rear main seal, like Pretty much rope seal. Probably, it pretty much was rope. It was a hideous thing. I never paid much attention to it, but that was the rear main. So, of course, the fucking things never lasted at all, even in a brand new motor. That you imagine 
you know, Joseph Bonfiglio down the road from Bonfiglio's XU1 Piston Installation Centre having a go at rebuilding this and slapping it together when the sump surface is bent, the, you know, the block's been through a million lives. It's just never going to work from the scheme of things. And I remember as a youngster standing there in awe when people put inlet manifolds on 253s and 308s, even up to VS Commodore, I reckon, or VT, any of the old Aussie blocks, in fact, they would actually have a little cork gasket at the back of the V, and then to make that seal, they would build like a wall of silicon, you know, like this wall that Trump wants to build to keep the immigrants out. They used to make one of those out of celastic on the back of the engine, and, to, and then and then cross your fingers that when you fired the thing up after you manually primed the oil pump, amazing, it didn't have a fucking crank handle, really, and then they would hope that they didn't leak. You know, so leaks, yeah, no, and it's, even some modern engines do it when they try and tight ass um, some of the plastic rocker covers uh, on going onto aluminium heads there. Seal channels I've seen on some engines aren't so great, and you can get pretty modernish cars that do rocker cover gaskets, you know, like, what the fuck? I mean, what is a rocker cover? Sounds horrible, doesn't it? Sounds like something you'd put on the top of Fonzie's coffin. A rocker cover. Um, yeah, that wasn't standard. That's my knee, in all my excitement, my bare leg got stuck to the console of the Telstra. And of course, owning a TJ Wrangler, I can tell you right now, Stellantis, or it was AMC back then, they're not frightened of a good leak either. In fact... When one of my mechanic mates, because I wouldn't touch it, right, because I'm sort of allergic to filthy slurries, it's a slurrier, but it doesn't actually leak. It leaks two drops a year out of the rear diff pinion seal, but it's been leaking for a long time, the rest of it, but somehow it just manages to congeal it. It's got this meniscus of slurry on the bottom of the oil that it sucks up. It sort of capillaries through the chassis rails and you could drive this thing now. You couldn't do it to a TJ Wrangler when they were new because they fucking rotted like shit. But this thing, you could actually drive through the ocean and launch boats with it for the next century. And there's a good chance that it will probably never, ever corrode. So there you go. Maybe Stellantis had it all worked out a long way before anybody else. And of course, that's why I like my electric cars. And yes, they do have oil in them. Oh, my God. And yes, they do have coolant in them. Like some um, oyster farmer put up a picture of an oil filter and some night mechanic shop said, we'll do an oil change in your Tesla. He goes, have a look at this. Have a look at, um, you know, Elon Reagan. They reckon they've got oil in them. They're whipping you off, dickhead. Well, he's paying two bucks fifty a litre for diesel. Right, yeah, that doesn't work, does it? But yeah, they do have oil in them because they've still got a gear, a final drive that needs to be lubricated. But the reason Teslas don't leak oil, in fact, I had one that did, but more on that in a minute, is because there are very few seals and there's no high pressure. It is pressurised, the oiling system, but low pressure, high flow. So, you know, the odds are, the odds are in their um, favour to start with. Not many sealing surfaces, not much pressure and very small temperature changes well, potentially, in the oil. I did have one leak, though. I did have an oil leak in one, but it wasn't bad enough that you'd see it right at its own Elon Musk is my hero, cult, saviour, and lord in a pattern on your driveway. I noticed when I had the trays off on one that around a drive shaft seal, it had started to weep. 
So I got on the phone, I rang the Telstra service centre here, and they said, what sort of phone do you have? And I said, oh, it's a Model 3. And they said, oh, that's interesting. I thought it would be an iPhone. Oh, sorry, wrong place. So I rang Tesla, and I said, look, I've got this Weep. And they've gone, oh, okay, I haven't seen that before. Uh, drop it down next week, and we'll smash a new seal into it for you. And sure enough, they just tapped the new seal into it for me, and uh, I've never said a problem with it ever again. So, yeah, you know. Thank you very much, Elon Clinton, you wanker, for doing that for me. But yeah, so when you, the bottom line is, when you get an old car rebuilt, ask them to pay special attention, not to putting as much jam and filler in the body and paint jobs and final polishing, but into the basic shit, like making sure if the sump is old and bent, get another sump. Make sure that they spend, tell them you'll pay them five extra hours labour to sit there and properly seal the gaskets, not just jam a bloody whole tube of sublastic into it and that will seal it, mate. I've got other things to do. I've got a few oysters to put on the barbie. Get them to sit there and finish it off properly and seal it properly and then let it set for a couple of days. You know, do all the right things that you would do. Like, you know, these same, these same blokes that have these cars built and get them jammed together and fired up they're the same guys that get their garage floors painted and then won't drive on them for three weeks to get the perfect hardness, you know, so that nothing goes wrong. But this is just, it's not character and it's not, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, me, me big block, block leaks oil and that's sweating horsepower. No, it's actually just sloppy mechanics. Um... Now, when I get this sound issue sorted out, that's probably enough on the topic for today, but when I get this sound issue sorted out, uh, there's been so much feedback. I've had about six emails saying, why didn't Lisa D come on? Why didn't Lisa D come on? Well, basically, she doesn't like doing it, but she actually, someone actually rang her direct, as I said, I think I, think I mentioned that Showbags rang her direct and said, you've got to do it. And um, so she's all primed up to do one now, but it will be basically like an online advertisement for Stellantis because she's got her heart set on one of those, I don't know why, one of those, what does she call it? A Bambine, but it's actually an, an Abarth 500, 595 Competizione or whatever. And, you know, it is a Stellantis product. So obviously she doesn't listen to this Epicast much. Or if she does, I think this is just some weird kind of punishment where she's trying to like teach me a lesson for being like an EV nerd with a pocket protector all of these years. Now before we sign off for today, we are coming to the end. Uh, Justin is probably quite um, amazed about how I can seem to talk with my mouth full of marbles underwater and just not really even stop for breath. Um, yeah, the plaid thing is happening. It is real now. Um, there is have been pictures. There's two pictures I've come across of right-hand drive test units in China. So that steering wheel relocation has begun. And with Tesla falling short on their deliveries um, this uh, final quarter that came out in January too, I mean, you know, it was a record quarter. To put it into perspective, they made 1.38 million cars for 2022 and were up 40%. They're copping a hiding over that because they were down about 5% on, you know, the Wall Street's expectation. Whereas Honda can actually be down 33% year over year and nothing to see here. Please move along. That sounds like the sort of claptrap you would hear from Stellantis. And remember, you heard it here first on Range Anxiety. <laughs>